What is happening, folks? It's Cooper, the Welcome to Cooperville podcast, about to bust into episode number 54 with Zeb, Mr. Christensen of Screaming for Silence. He is back. We'll get to that in just a few. But first things first, Midwest Meals and MidwestMeals.com, they are still open. They are essential to your health during this crazy time. Meal prep, taking care of, all your macros, your nutrients, what you're putting in your body, all right there on the packaging. Easy, convenient, no cleanup. It's really uh, my perfect existence. 13 rotating meals on the website. Also, Cravings Crushers for this month. The Red Velvet Cake. They are insanely delicious. It's like when you have that mid-morning craving or maybe that afternoon craving. Cravings Crushers, man, I'm telling you, bust one in, 8 grams of protein, feeling better about life, and they're delicious. So that is a win, win, and I believe a win. MidwestMeals.com, the website. Make sure you use the promo code COOPER at checkout. That's 10% off your first order at MidwestMeals.com. And yes, by the way, yes, they ship nationwide. Violent Gentleman Hockey Club, still rocking that in enforcing social distancing line of gear that they have. Go check that out. Plus, there are other great, awesome items that they have. Hockey season, uh, not a thing at the moment, but you still want to support your team with the appropriate attitude. I think the days of wearing like the hockey jersey for your team are over. This really makes a bold statement. Go to violentgentlemen.com, check out their line. They got the hats, they got the hoodies, they got the jerseys, they got the t-shirts, they got the three-quarter length, they got the lady stuff, they have socks. I mean, they have it all. Violentgentlemen.com, promo code Cooperville15 at checkout for 15% off your first order. And the fuel that gets me through very long days around here during quarantine, uh, Monster Energy, Monster Ultra, Rain Body Fuel, my my three favorite friends right now doing a lot of the uh, the podcast streaming live on Twitch lately that usually happens in the evening which is not usually my prime time to uh, excel I'm kind of a morning guy but uh, thanks to rain body fuel and monster energy that is helping me get through some fantastic live streams and then we put the live stream on the podcast platform obviously so kudos to them and their new thermogenic line the jalapeno strawberry uh, the red dragon I mean they are man in love in love with them. I'd, I'd, I'd hug them if it wasn't for this social distancing thing. Monster Energy and Rain Body Fuel and hashtag Monster Podcasts. My buddy Zeb Christensen from Streaming for Silence is back on the podcast. We had a great time on the live on the live version, the live stream on Twitch, which, by the way, if you're not following me on Twitch and you don't have the app, download the Twitch app and uh, look for No Limit Cooper and follow, and then you'll know every time we're going live with uh, with guests and talking stuff. And it's really cool because you can interact and join the chat. We had some great football conversation going on with some of our friends that were in the live chat during, uh, during this. So enjoy it. Zeb Christensen, episode 54 of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast starts right now. Now, welcome to Cooperville, the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. Subscribe, get updates, feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. It's the Welcome to Cooperville podcast, quarantine sessions, live from the basements. It's Cooper, it's Zeb Christensen from Screaming for Silence. It's mayhem. Mayhem. What's going on? What's going on? You know, trying not to go crazy. How about yourself? <laughs> uh, yeah, just living life, man. Saturday night, I got a nice drink poured. I'm just lounging on the couch, hanging out on Twitch with you. So, 
dude, it's uh, it's been a minute since you and I have caught up. Uh, you had you on on the podcast podcast a while back and uh, chatted about things. And I mean, had we known then what we know now, right? Hey, dude, like 2020, it's gonna be off the hook. It's gonna be off the chain. We're gonna fucking dominate. We're taking over the world. Oh, all the all the sports we talk, like everything we talk now, would have a completely different perspective from what oh we talked God. about. And not even just the uh, the quarantine safer at home aspect of it, but right. I mean, dude, fucking Kobe. I mean, that's that's how we started 2020. What in the world? Oh, I know, and you're you know that's your that's your team, man. That's your dude. That's that was my guy. That's my guy. He's he's my number one. It's just so crazy to think about that. But yeah, and then yeah, between the Kobe thing and then now to the virus and just no sports has just been crazy. It's a bummer. You know, it's been a wild year for uh obviously for all of us that are dealing with this, but when you when you go back to you know, going into January, everybody always has like a new, like fresh outlook on things. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's instinctive nature, like, oh, you know, we all right calendars turned you know people go to the gym and shit and they change their diet and like life good and and then you know the kobe thing was like the first you know the first thing that kind of really blew up and then there was the tornadoes in nashville and i have a lot of friends who live in in that area yeah and i actually had a couple on the podcast and i was like damn like you know, rebuild the city, you know, a lot of inspiration, you know, and usually when th- those kind of things happen, especially in a metropolitan area, I mean, tornadoes hit up here in Wisconsin. People are like, how do you pronounce Shatek? And like, nobody cares. I mean, they, they care, but it's not like on a, on a national scale, but Nashville was a big one. And I had a podcast schedule for that day with, uh, with Jessly, who's a, a country artist out of Nashville, um, that day. And, you know, oh, wow. we re- rescheduled and then had a chance to catch up with her. And then it was the next week when like, the world stopped. Right. And I don't know. It was, uh, it's just been, it's been a weird, it, I don't even know. Like nobody's ever experienced this. I mean, they've lived to tell about it. No. That was the black plague. They didn't have the internet. Right. You know, yeah. they weren't able to go live on Twitch. <laughs> no, it was right. like Sir Isaac Newton just sat in a dark room and invented everything, you know, <laughs> probably the fucking groundwork for the internet. And he was like, Oh, well I'm bored. No, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Me. I'm like, Let's see how many recycling bins I can fill up over the course of the next seven days. That's my life oh goal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. Just bottles, cans, you name it. But what do you like? As, as far as that, plenty of drinking. That's for sure. It's ridiculous because I don't honestly. Besides the fact that I have to schedule, you know, these kind of things and and you know, put together ad mats for them and post them on social, right. and they have to be date specific. If it wasn't for that, I'd be like, I don't know. It's uh could be Tuesday for all I I care at this right. point. Right. The, and the biggest thing is you just never know when it's going to go back. I mean, I don't think it'll ever go back to normal or what it was before. I think that everybody will always have it, you know, kind of in the back of their head and be conscious about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But just think about what it's going to be like going back to normal is is weird and you don't know when. You have no clue. What do you what is do you guys have a date? Do you have like a, a, a release date? <laughs> Not release date. It's, it sounds so, uh, it's either an album or it's prison. It's one of the right. two. It's more like prison now than it is an album. But do you have a date yeah. that, that you got? Because you're you're down in, where are you? You're in Iowa, right? I'm in, yep. I'm just outside of Des Moines. Yeah. Uh, 15th is kind of our date right now. 
And, and that's kind of been the rule of thumb is they just kind of do it two weeks, mm. you know, two weeks and then just kind of take it back from there. So, yeah. but I did, I've seen that there's some States opening and doing everything back to normal and able to go to bars and, and be around people, but I don't know. Um, bars. What's like, what's like, yeah. What's it up there? Bars. Well, we, we are, we have been, um, Originally, it was April 24th, uh, and then we got an extension the day before. Uh, Nikki, makes it, uh, Nikki, I miss concerts, too. I'm watching the live chat over here. We miss concerts. Uh, Disruptive Hello. One, what's up? Uh, Cubby Three Girl, hi. Good to see you. Hi, uh, Laura. So there's we, – we are now currently in the current state of uh, Wisconsin. We are in safer at home right? until the 26th of May. 26th of May. Wow. 26th of May. And it is causing, uh, you know, we're starting to see really the tensions rise because, hey, out, outside of this, you know, this glorious podcast live stream life that's paying me, <laughs> someday will pay me. Um, right. The big, the big bucks. Right. In the future. Yes. It, it's, it's a down the road kind of thing. But, right. I, you know, I'm a small business owner. I have uh, Captain Cooper's Beard Company, which, which Zeb is a, which, is a representative of he proudly supports the the pirate life and love it but you know that's when when the salons and the barbershop shut down and that reservoir of of income was shut off like that and i and i love all of the the partners that we work with all of our clients they're amazing i know they're struggling as well but that was like okay so this is going to be tough uh for a minute and when the can again keeps getting kicked down the road and it's like, oh, the 26th and oh, it's, it's yep. this, you know, yep. you kind of start to, um, you know, you, you worry about things and I won't, I won't yet get into the convolutedness of trying to file for unemployment as a business owner or try to uh, right. apply for loans when you, when you've only been in business for a few months, but it's, people are starting to get antsy because they're stuck at home. Right. If you have children. I now add teacher to my resume. It's right. on there, like homeschool teach. I mean, he's been expelled, and um, <laughs> he didn't he didn't make the baseball team. But yeah, what what's your favorite ta- class to teach? Fiad. PE, absolutely, dude. Like, if you you follow me on Insta, I mean, you know, I'm I'm up and I'm running and I'm gunning yeah. like early in the morning. If I don't do that, like, things will it'll be bad. Right. So I get out right. and try to like clear my head. I run and do a bunch of other crazy workout stuff. And, you know, he starts to get like the afternoon hits and he's like, I get it, dude. I get it. It sucks. It sucks for everybody. Right. Let's go outside and flip a tire. Yep. He's 10. He's like, what? I'm like, I have a giant tractor tire in the backyard, which my neighbors are like, is that for some sort of, uh, like, uh, some gardening thing that you're going to do? I'm like, no, I'm going to flip it over and over and over again because I, I have a lot of angst built up. Uh, Ohio 29th in Ohio. Damn. Yeah. So Fiad, that's what I, I teach him. Otherwise uh-huh. I'm like common core math. <laughs> Dude. I don't know. No, no I don't know. Don't ask me questions. No way. And I, I probably am. I probably won't win parent of the year for telling him this. <laughs> oh, well that is probably canceled anyway. That award ceremony. Yeah, absolutely. You can't go to it anyway. Yeah, so. I can. It, 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 it's tough to have somebody else accept it or uh, online. It's so lame. But right. So I'm like, 
dude, when I, I remember when I was in school and they were teaching us math and all this stupid shit that I, I felt I didn't need to know, you know, the basics, cool, I got it. You know, I remember a teacher, I think it was in fourth or fifth grade, that was like, you're never just going to be walking around with a calculator in your pocket. I'm like, those times have changed, lady. Yeah, you we are wrong, wrong, wrong. I have answers to every single question you could possibly ask in my pocket at this moment. Now what? Yeah. What's up now? <laughs> now what? Mrs. Lunderville, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. She's probably passed. I, I rest in peace. I'm, I feel bad about that. But but no, it's when you're when you're stuck at home and you can't go out and have a beer, you can't go out to happy hour, you can't go to a concert, you can't go to a festival, you can't go to a fair, you can't, you right. know, the list of stores that are not open is long and distinguished. And you're stuck with your children and your significant other and you go, oh, right. This, this is this is what it's like <laughs> full time. Yeah. Hmm. And, and like for the first week, it was awesome. Like totally mm-hmm. just, I don't have to do anything like get up and, you know, a zoom call or whatever, watch some Netflix, you know, make a bunch of food, drink some beers and then, you know, do it again the next day. It's like, well, I don't got nothing to do. But after like the first week, then it starts to get like, what are, what's going on here? You know, yeah. how long is it? The last, I'm definitely going stir crazy for sure. Now, do you get to uh, like, do you get outside much? I mean, are you like are you are you taking the chances and going to the stores? Do you have a mask? I mean, what's like what's your? Uh... I mean, I'm I'm pretty basic. Like, I'll go to like the grocery store and get my stuff. You know, a couple times a week, maybe. Um, that's I mean, that's really about it. That's about it. Yeah, I've been able to see the parents a couple times, but I have nieces and nephews that mm-hmm. like. It's such a bummer that like I, I went over there one night. We were in our sit, just sitting in the truck and kind of getting to talk to them that way. But but it's crazy. Yeah, I haven't been able to see them for for weeks now. So it's kind of wild. Yeah, because I I you know stalking you. I mean, following you on social media. Um, right. You know the nieces and nephews. I mean, that's a that's a big part of of Zeb and and, and who you for are sure. as a human. And I, and sure. I applaud that. But to not right. be able to uh, to have that interaction and it's the same the same around here. I mean, my, my kids, best friends are his cousins. Cause he's got, mm. he's got some that are his age, a little older, a little younger, but that's like when the family gets together, it's, they run amok and, and break stuff. And, right. you know, the parents can act like adults for a second, but you know, to not have that interaction, I mean, I can tell that it's taken a toll on him. Cause he's like, right. I mean, lucky for him. And I think this is, this is how kids these days, kids these days man did i just age myself all right get off my fucking lawn kid like kids these days have it they're they're so used to technology they're so used to like right. this zoom thing is you know it's like yeah i got you know google hangouts or we have uh you know we can go on skype or we have facetime and so they're kind of used to communicating from a distance, you know, they're right. used to being able to be like, Oh, well now I can have, instead of it just being these two cousins, now all eight of us can be in one chat and we could all yell right. and all yeah, yell and scream and not a word makes sense. And you're just like, Oh, well, I guess they're content, but they seem, it seems like kids have been very, uh, mine at least I can only speak for mine have mm-hmm. really adapted to this better than I expected. Cause I was like, man, you don't, you're not going to school. I mean, you're homeschooled and you're, Right. I guess you have group chats with your your f- friends at school every week, but he's like, "Oh, it's cool." I know 
now we can hang out after after classwork is done and mm-hmm. jump on and play Minecraft or they can jump into a group chat or so that I think kids are handling it better than the adults are because we're like there's always a child around I can't do right. anything right. they're ever. always around they never go uh, away man I think it's funny that like I've even heard kids now that are like like I can't play my Xbox anymore even like I've just been you know they're playing those out even like that's <laughs> usually they live for that you think that's the dream I know, like you have all day. You could do this the whole day, and they're like, "Meh." Yeah, no, not gonna work like that. Let's go flip. I already finished. I already finished that game. The whole thing. Uh, Let's see. uh, Roberts Deb says hi, Zebby. What's up, Roberts Deb? That's my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, (laughs) Zeb's mom. He misses you. Wants to see you more. More drive-bys. That's right. right. But yeah, we've. um, My family has gone to. I don't want to say they've we're breaking rules, mm-hmm. but we we are according to the the great state of Wisconsin, and and, and I res- sure. I respect what, um, what the governor is trying to do, and and you know it it seems like we have I want to say we've taken the lead. I mean I'm looking at you know Ohio here until the 29th and saying okay, well, I will enjoy those three days and right of difference, but right, but my the family like the close family like we all know where we go. We're all yep. going to the same three places. We go to Quick Trip, we go to the grocery store, we go to the gas station, the grocery store, and and home. Like those are the yep. three places we go, and yep. the same places we've been able to go for the last five weeks now. Right. So we have, we've had some moments where we've had cookouts, and we've had right. you know I went and helped yep. my cousin build it, put a deck on the back of his house, and so but it it's weird because you're like you feel awkward right like an undercover is going to come up and be like what the fuck are you guys doing in there like i don't know i'm just like you're doing something wrong for uh, sure like i know these do you all live here uh no yes no yes maybe not i don't know no it's just it's a weird time to be alive ma'am and and yes from an artist standpoint i mean i don't i know you've got a lot of other stuff going on um Mm -hmm. but you know, I know there's 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 always an element to to the creativity of artists that they need to be expressing it in some manner, and whether that's you know getting a chance to write or getting a chance to um, yeah, hell at this point with with technology, you you could put a song together. You can right have yeah. so you know Much, Casey can cut yeah. this, and you can everybody can kind of right. put their Much pieces together. Do things like that, especially when you can't be together. I mean, yeah. even even we're spread apart, anyways, just because living in different states and stuff. But with mm-hmm. technology now and all of this going on, like, man, you can at least make some stuff happen if you wanted to. That's for sure. Well, what are you doing to keep yourself like not stabbing the wall with a knife? <laughs> well, like I said, the first week I definitely drank a ton, uh, and then I was definitely seeing the pounds come on. So I was like, all right, I got to pump the brakes a little bit. So mm-hmm. try to get working out at least now down here like the weather's getting much nicer which mm. makes it a lot more tolerant right you know for a while there was still snow on the ground and stuff and that was miserable but uh yeah just trying to stay healthy and stay away from people and <laughs> body anyway so i don't mind it too much but right but i do miss i miss concerts mm. i miss uh, you know i miss sports obviously too so 
Um, and it was such a bummer for us because, you know, we had a lot of things planned for this year. You know, I, we talked on the first podcast this year. We got mm-hmm. together about how it was our 15-year anniversary this mm-hmm. year. Um, we also had a couple of the festivals lined up to play. And I uh, was really looking forward to that, which, you know, who knows when all that stuff's going to come back. We had one move back to September, but who knows what happens, you know, at that point, too. So, yeah, are, are you worried about fans at all? I mean, I... I, I know the artists, you know, I, I, I know that feeling, uh, not personally, but I know that drive, that, that stage feel. I mean, you guys didn't do this. You didn't get into this business to go into a studio and record music. You, right. you, that's a part of it, but going onto a stage, performing in front of your fans, having them singing the songs back, meeting them mm-hmm. at the merch. I mean, that's that whole element, that concert element, that festival element is a massive part of why you do what you do. Absolutely. So I know that all the artists that are out there are, are yearning for that. Get back out, do a show, do a couple of shows. You know, what do you, what do you vision the fans perspective of? Cause I, I see it from two different angles. I see it from, I don't care. I'm not going to live in fear of, you know, go to the fucking show, like yeah, buy the tickets, be- Go to the show. Don't miss a show when my my band's in town or when a new band's in town. Go and see the show. Right. Do you think there's another side of the populace that's fearful of large gatherings like a festival environment? For sure. I think it's going to take a long time for it to get back to anywhere where it was close to being before Mm -hmm. all happened anyways. Because I definitely think people are going to have that in the back of their mind. Um, I just saw that Missouri opened up and now they're, they can have concerts, I guess. And it's kind of funny to go through and read the comments. And just like you said, it's like every other one, like mm-hmm. one person is like, absolutely. I cannot wait. First show doesn't matter who's playing. I'm going to be there. And the next one is like, oh, you guys are just ruining it. Like all this work we put in now, you're just going right, right back to it. Like, so yeah, I see it from both perspectives. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know the right answer, you know? Yeah. It's, you it's, know what's safe, what's not safe, or or what or what's tell people with that, I guess. Well, I'm glad Missouri was the first one. I mean, we'll test Missouri out. Let's like, oh, let's see how they do. Like, let's yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's let put, them go through with it. Let's sure. let them go through with it. Yeah, and I was surprised. So, but and, and it says that you still have to be six feet apart. Now, I don't know what fucking concert you want to mm. go. I don't want to go to one where you got to stand six feet apart. We're not trying to watch the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> oh, burn, man. It's hot in here. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get the kids going. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the mosh in, the crowd right. surfing. Like, gosh, I can't wait for that again. Yeah, that's... No offense to Dave Matthews. No, he's yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a huge... Well, disruptive one's laughing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am too, man. You know? <laughs> Dave, that's funny. Dave. No, it's it's yeah. going to be a max capacity of twenty five. Yeah, no kidding. It's going to be twenty five people at a at a venue. You know, it, you know what this is going to be yeah. great for is like the up and coming bands or like you know the old uh, the old Sunday night like show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, like all those little dive bars that have bands on the on the weekends. You yep. know, the kind of the weekend warrior stuff. Like they're going to crush it when this comes back because I think that'll still feel kind of safe. Dude, you know those owners are putting sold out fucking signs on top of the building, like sold out. How many you sell? Thirteen tickets, man. We fucking sold yeah. this place out. Everybody's six feet apart. Everybody's got an X. We've sold out every night for a week straight. First time in history. Half the people were here for the fish fry, but the other half were here for Dave. No. 
it's going to be wild though. I think there's a, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, imagine going to a show. I mean, especially when you guys are playing, if you're doing a hometown gig and they have to cap a room. Right. And it's, you and I'm no bullshit. I mean, you walk into any store now, there's X's on the floor. Uh, yeah. Some of the bigger yeah. stores have, you know, already pre-made laminates that are like, Oh, right. You stand here. here. You stand here. here. Right. And it's tough, especially, I mean, you're a Midwesterner. You, I mean, you're living in the Midwest right now. You understand like we're, we're kind of, we're all right being close to people. We're like, Hey, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Let me get your yeah. way. Yeah. Now, Just something like a simple handshake, you know, it's like so weird now, like, you know, but in the Midwest, that's a big deal, you know? Uh, let's see what, uh, cub girl, uh, cub three girl streaming Dave Matthews at the 2021 draft all the way through. Yeah. So, so Laura is a part Amish. of uh, the XFFL, which is the fantasy football league I'm in. Oh gosh, it's very it's very intense, very very intense. So, bam, we- uh, that was for you. That's for you. That's for all of you. I appreciate that. Is that a Dave Matthews song? I have no idea. It sounds like it. It Let's, definitely sounds like Dave. That is the bam. That's I had to get the bam in there. I feel like. You don't even need an instrument for that. We can just make that That's noise. Just a bam. Yeah. I've i somehow went for the Rocky theme. I think about. <laughs> I, I like you know it's a better angle. Uh, yeah. Amish FF hashtag Amish FF draft twenty twenty. <laughs> gotta do do it by candlelight. That'd be awesome. Disruptive <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, no, it's in sport. I mean, that's you know we we were talking about sports, but. I mean, I remember it was it was middle of March. It was I think it was right after St. Patrick's Day when they uh, when they closed everything and they closed the bar closed the bars down in the state of Wisconsin. I mean, that is like if the world didn't end on that day, I guess we're gonna live forever. But right, right. But when hockey shut down, baseball shut down, basketball shut down, which sucks because the Bucks were gonna win the championship. Sorry, Zeb, it was gonna happen, dude. <laughs> Come on! It was gonna happen. It was gonna be. It was gonna be amazing. LeBron flips the switch and they they win in five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll never know, will we? No. Yeah, that's what sucks. I mean, LeBron, he ain't getting any younger. That's for sure. <laughs> he's he's aging during this whole thing too. Because I think one of the biggest things I was disappointed about was March Madness, man. Because that like yeah. those weeks are just always so fun, man. Like the weather finally starts to turn nice and. You know, just basketball from morning to night for three weeks straight is amazing, and I was super bummed about that. Like, and and that one's definitely not coming back. And to right. think about all those players and seniors that don't get to finish out that year, and like, just it's crazy to think about that. Well, all of those things, you know, March Madness, spring training, you know, NBA Finals, hockey Finals, all of those things, like when you're a sports fan, they resonate with you. They give you a, a state of mind for like the time of year. Like it's, right. you know, for, for us in the Midwest, you know, winter sucks balls and you got to yep. fucking live through the crap, but you know, you have these, you know, you have basketball to kind of get you through. You got hockey to get you through. Um, you got college hoops to get you through, you know, but like spring training starts, March yep. madness starts. And you're like, Dude, it's about to get good. Like life's yep. about to just take yep. off in this awesome summer direction. That's when festival, you know, tour season starts, festival yeah. season starts to yeah. line up. Yeah, oh. it's just it's so good. 
Cause you need that kind of shit when you're from around here. You're like, yeah. give me some good news, man. Give right. me something good. Awesome. You know, Wisconsin made it into the, into the tourney. Great. They started off really shitty, but they were doing well in the tournament. When yep. that's gone and you go, um, the fuck am I going to do now? Like what, yeah, what, uh, do we do? what do we do? Here's what you do. Send all the kids home so they can be with their parents all the time. And you can just, uh, I was definitely one of those people that resorted to watching the like NBA 2k on PlayStation or whatever, like the tournaments on TV right. and uh, getting into it. I'm like, what? And I kind of had to sit back and be like, this is a fucking video game. Like, come on. Right. I loved, didn't ESPN went to like the Ocho for a while, yeah. you know, they were running yeah. like belly flop championships and fucking turkey right. bowling and, and right. it was, but people, people need something. I mean, the draft, you know, when the NFL draft came up and is weird, it was weird as that was to watch. Super weird. I'm like, right. oh, I'm in the commissioner's den. Like, yeah. I thought it would right. be, I thought it'd be nicer. Like, dude, yeah. what, whatever. But it was. Yeah. But it was. Did you, see Jerry, did you see Jerry Jones set up? His was well. His, his pad, holy smokes! My my favorite part was when uh, when they went to Bel- the Belichick cam when it was a <laughs> Patriots pick, and his dog was sitting in his seat, and it's like, yeah, Bill Belichick, head coach of the Patriots, and here's a yeah. Husky sitting there, and even Bill's house yeah. looks like, you know, right? Not mine, not, not but what you would think not what you would think it is. Yeah. Well, he's you know he's married. Yeah. Yeah. You get that room. <laughs> that's your room the rest yeah. is mine <laughs> I, get, I get the the rest of the house is probably beautiful and gorgeous right. Jerry Jones on his yeah Jerry's on his yacht <laughs> doing yeah. the draft yeah yeah diamond uh, stuff hanging off the wall yeah Bill does look yeah Belichick I lives would, in his own cave like I always look forward to the draft I, that's such a big deal like I, I love the fact of you know the kids that that's the day that they finally get to you know the dream becomes a reality and I always loved that about the indie, you know, all the drafts and whatever. But it was, it was definitely a little weird. But I'm glad they still did it because that right. gave something to look forward to and something to, uh, you know, keep us entertained for the weekend, anyways. Yeah, I mean, that was. It, it's ironic for me. It's weird because uh, my kid was was born on a Friday, and it's when the one of the years they started the the Thursday night first round, mm-hmm. and it was the year that the Packers drafted bj raji with a top 10 pick traded yep. back into the first round and got clay matthews and my wife came down uh like right after the clay matthews pick and was like hey i'm like i may have been drinking like during this <laughs> a couple a just couple a, right and then when we traded back in i'm like we like the packers just trade like traded a up and traded back into the first round right <sighs> Like mine yeah. and got and went defense, uh, uh, obviously a very far cry from recent transactions. But uh, they're catching they're catching some heat for uh, their draft. Man, That's for sure. I I don't know if I have a I probably have an answer, but but no, it's uh. Does it, the answer end with number twelve wearing silver and black? Shut your filthy mouth over there. <laughs> No, uh, man. No, but to wrap, to wrap it up, that the, the, my kid being born, the draft, the vibe. I mean, I'm a huge, huge football fan. You know this. I mean, it's a, that is like those kids, especially first-rounders, who get – I mean, that's they've, they've been living that. If they're a top-tier yeah. athlete, 
they've been planning on the fucking color of the suit they're going to wear that night. Right. They're probably the last five years. You know, when they got into school, they're like, yep, and I'm going to wear this, and I'm going to wear this. I'm finally going to wear this chain, and mom's going to be there, dad's going to be there. Right, right. And no, you're in your mom's living room. Yeah. You know, a webcam. (laughs) And the delay was weird. So, like, they're like, and they just drafted, you know, Jordan Love. And he's, like, looking at his phone. Right. Like, he's going, I am going to sit for the next five years because Aaron Rodgers is not going to the fucking Raiders. No. No. Would that is it comparable to when Favre leave when Favre left? If Rodgers <laughs> leaves, is that comparable? Does does Rodgers hold no. a candle to Favre? It, it, as far as that comparison of was he like the same sitch? Right. No. No, because Favre had already talked a little bit, not like outwardly and not sports center. But there was there was talk of his retirement. It had, it had been brought up, and you know the the pick was the pick was surprising. But I think when you had a guy, and this would amount, this would be for any team, if you have a guy who really had a legit chance to go number one, right between him and Alex Smith, mm-hmm. which we we see how that panned out, right. But a guy who had a legit chance to go one overall. And you're sitting there at 22, and you you probably have your guy. You know, you have your guy at 22, probably a middle linebacker, or you know, right. You're not. You're probably not going to get a, a top tier running back at 22, but you got your guy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you know that you have a an aging quarterback who's still at the top of his game, still playing very well. Mm-hmm. Has mentioned maybe he's on his way out. And you start to go, well, we could have a really, we could have had the number one pick in the draft and got this That would have been an option, right? This would have been an option. We're at 22. So to be at the trading up thing Mm -hmm. bothers me. Um, Right. It's... You probably, if you you really had a hard-on for Jordan Love, you probably could have got him at 30. But... To trade up, I think that sends an interesting message. I don't. I mean, I was looking at the teams between their picks, and I was like, God, are they are they really? I mean, if you're in, if you're anywhere past twenty five, you probably are, unless you have like you know a, a traded pick, or you probably are okay at quarterback, right? You know, you, sure. so that was a little surprising. The, the trade up. You know, when they traded up, I was like, wow, man, I'm like, what? like I, I couldn't even think of who they were going to go for. I'm like, who they would, like, who they would take, who, right? why would you, why are you moving up, you know, three picks in the first, when they took Jordan Love, I was like, as a fan who knows that we have the best, if not one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. And you go, okay, I understand at his age, he's probably got, three really good years left mm-hmm. and two on a tail end. Why aren't you going out and get him just a beast wide receiver? Right. Why, right. Like, why not get him that guy? And don't give especially me this. When was, especially when it was so wide receiver heavy this year. I know. And we didn't get one. We got a tight end. 
I, uh, I, I have so many feelings on this because I know that Aaron Rodgers said before the beginning of last season, he said, I love the guys that we have in, at receiver at this point. And you have, right. obviously you have Devontae Adams, who, I don't know, top three receiver in the NFL. Yep. You've got uh, Marquez Valdez-Scandling, who was uh, down here, injured, okay. Um, you know, the li- the 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 list kind of stops there. Yeah, that's that's about all that's there. You know, but the, the you know the stat that came out about Aaron Rodgers only. What if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Patriots? Yeah, oh, that's uh, that's is it? I, I, I gotta try to try to read better. Is it Cubby Girl, Cubby Three Girl? Because I want to make sure I'm getting your handle yeah. right. Cubby yeah. Three Girl. Okay, we we talked about that. I've. I've it would hurt. It would hurt lots, but I think <laughs> I, uh, I don't think that I think Aaron is is okay with his receivers because I don't think for him, besides Devonte, it doesn't really matter. Right, and that's not a that's not a he's he is arrogant. That's cool. That's what quarterbacks are. They're arrogant. He does. You catch the ball, Alan Lazard. Who the fuck was Ellen Lazard before last year? Cyclones, baby. I was staying. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, you would know. But, obviously. But yeah, comes out of nowhere. Exactly. I mean, but of that. big guy dropped one pass. Told Aaron Rodgers, "I will never drop a fucking pass from you again," and didn't. Like the next play, same. They ran the same route down the sidelines against the Lions, and he mm-hmm. caught it for the touchdown. But he's never thrown. He's never had a true. First round beast right. wide receiver ever. Right. Yep. Devontae probably, you know, hindsight 2020 should have been a, a, a first round pick, but, right. you know. Right. But they never took that first rounder, that wide receiver that was supposed to be the, the next guy or whatever. You because know? it always came down to Aaron Rodgers can beat anybody. His defense sucks. Right. They, you know, he'll give you the lead, hold it. And so mm-hmm. for the last three years, Cornerbacks, safety, uh, linebacker from Michigan. I don't, I, you know, two fix, right. picks in the first round. I mean, Darnell Savage is going to be a beast at safety, and he'll be there for his career. He'll be, you yep. know, the free safety for his life in Green yep. Bay because he is a beast. But you had a twelfth pick, and you picked an injured guy from Michigan, right? Who I had more sacks than last year, like legit. Yeah, it's true. It's was Lafleur there for that one too? Their coach was, was he part of that pick, or was that after? No, he was there because remember uh, McCarthy got fired uh, during like uh, week that's right fifteen or sixteen week fourteen. So they had Lafleur before the draft, so that was his first draft, and gotcha. it was uh, it was Gutekind's first draft as well as mm-hmm. like the guy. You know, right. T- Ted Thompson had taken a arbitrary role. He's like the, now the janitor or something. I think that's what he does. But, <laughs> but I, I, I'm interested in this because obviously your, you know, your Raiders are not in California anymore. No, Vegas, baby, Vegas. So do you? I, I, that I, I'm wondering how that feels. Like, do, do you feel like you're still a Raiders guy, even though it's not like, 
I mean, they've obviously this isn't their first move. You know, I mean, right. they've they've been um, Oakland, they've been LA, I, but I was pretty skeptical about it at first. Uh, one thing being a Raiders fan from the Midwest is it's not very cheap to fly out to Raiders games, <laughs> in Oakland. but now that they're in Vegas, like, Oh, that's a little more uh, reasonable. And I can tell you one thing, I'm sick of going to Kansas city when it's negative 20 degrees mm-hmm. to watch the Raiders get their ass kicked and have to deal with the chiefs fans all the time. So I'm looking forward to uh, going to Vegas and checking out the new stadium. And yeah, I'm all about it. All about it. Dude, that stadium is, is, Oh gosh, wow, it's going to be insane. Man. It's going to be insane. That is, I mean, I, I love the Mecca. I love Lambo. I mean, it's, it's obviously, right. you know, if for, if you're really, you know, and I think you, you fall into that, that football kind of blood, like it's a place. Absolutely. You have to, but it's, I mean, man, when the Mercedes, Mercedes Benz dome opened in Atlanta, I was like, holy, that's a bright shiny. Like we have like an old, like, well kept Cadillac, and we've added some cool right. shit onto it. And it's Absolutely. like, yeah, but and it'll never, it'll ne- they'll never move it. They'll always just upgrade it, won't they? No, God, ne- yeah, that that that. There's nowhere to move it. That's why we'll never have the Super Bowl in Green Bay is because the infrastructure of the city is not built to have. I mean, it's not a metropolitan area. It is, you know, right. if it wasn't for that team, it'd be probably the same size of, of the city I live in, which is seventy thousand people. Right, but it's it's the mecca. But man, those shiny, fancy new stadiums, you know, LA uh, or not LA, but uh, Vegas, that's, yeah. a, that's a bright new Mercedes right there, man. That thing is just shiny and it'll be quite the experience. So at least even if you're, t- if the team sucks, at least you get to go see an awesome stadium and right. get to be in Vegas, I guess. That's what Viking, yeah. that's what Vikings fan feels like. <laughs> I've never been to, I've never watched a game at that U.S. Bank Stadium, but I went, um, uh, they they kicked it off. the The official opening was uh, oh. Metallica. Oh yeah, that's at right. U.S. Bank Stadium, and uh, it's 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 pretty man. It's it's shiny yeah. and it's you know they got all the technology and, and integration and all the bells and whistles. Yeah, but like when you sit in there, I mean, you, like it's it's a completely different vibe than sitting in in Lambo. It's so right. And, and obviously you're going to have that any stadium you go because you're going to have you know the 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 feel from the other fans. I mean, I can't imagine having to go to fucking Kansas City and watch a game, man. That would, uh, yeah. I it's it for me that would that would be like me going and I I've, I've been back when it was the the dome the Metrodome. Yeah. Into a Packer Viking game there, and yeah, you're you're friggin' pilgrims in an unholy land. Yep, and, absolutely. And you are like I literally hate everybody that's here. Right. It's, and it's hard to bite your tongue in some of those. That's for sure. Yeah. But man, that, that stadium in Vegas said, oof. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I hope, uh, I, I know they're saying that it might not be open for like this season. I mean, if we have a season opening, I guess when it's supposed to, who knows? Uh, but they said that it might not quite be done, but if it's opening weekend and it's opened up and they're in Vegas, I will be there. I'm going for sure. Um, how do you how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about the Raiders? Let's say they don't have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback because they traded away their next ten years number one picks. Um, I'm excited. I I agree with the choice to keep Carr at quarterback for mm-hmm. this year. I think he gets one more year. Yeah. After this year, if he's had the same last two years, I think they'll move on and they'll look to draft somebody younger at least. Maybe not trade him right away, but they'll start to look for somebody younger to 
to kind of look to groom to take that spot. But man, we're putting together, you know, had a really good uh, free agency, really good draft. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, some of them were a couple reaches in the draft, but we'll see how it plans out. I think Mayock and Gruden kind of know what they're doing, but what a combination that is, dude. Gosh, I would love to sit in a room with those two and just listen to them talk about players and football and, and strategy, like two geniuses, I feel like anyways, but I'm, I'm biased, obviously. You're slightly biased. Let's see. Uh, pork chop goes fast, says, so the Raiders will be known as the showgirls. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not yeah. at this point, man. I got, I got, we got friends out in Vegas, man. It's just like Jonestown the morning after, like every drink, the Kool-Aid, man. It's just fucking streets yeah. are empty. There's no showgirls around, man. Those poor girls out there are just trying to make a living, you know? Right. Right. Uh, favorite, your so, favorite rookies. Yeah. Who are your favorite, who are your, your favorite rookies? Uh, who are your favorite rookies this year? that you drafted Raiders? Uh, I'm a huge, so I love the rugs pick. So he was the wide receiver from Alabama. Yeah. Beast. Dude is just lightning fast. And I always think it's funny because Al Davis was the owner for the Raiders was always known for, he didn't give a shit who you were, where you came from. If you were the fastest guy and we had you on the board, we were taking you. <laughs> so I know that everybody's saying that that was an Al pick to just pick the fastest receiver because right. they Judy was on the board from Alabama, who was their number one. And then they still had C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma was still on the board. But I feel like that we needed somebody that could stretch the field with that speed and that explosion. Man, I watched some of the highlights of that kid, and he is just lightning fast. He, of Every third catch he had went for a touchdown. 24 pretty, of 79 catches went for a touchdown. That's a pretty good average for those that's of you keeping crazy. score at home. Right. Granted, he plays for Alabama, and sometimes they're in the Southeast Baptist Catholic girls. But <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, let's see. We got uh, pork chop goes fast. It says hi, Zebby. Disruptive one. The Ismaels, like the rocket. Oh, is that that's a that's a load school? Right, yeah, Ismail. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did the Raiders draft him? I, I think they did. Dude, I was having I was having a hard enough time trying to figure out my draft picks. I'm like, what in the fuck are we doing? Like what we just took a we took a quarterback who we have and a running back who we have in our first two picks. Yep. I should have been uh, we, paying closer attention. We were catching some heat. We took that cornerback from now the old Al Davis pick. Uh Arnett. And uh mm. I think it was kind of a reach. And everybody was kind of bitching and complaining. But then when the Packers came in and took Jordan Love, it like completely took the heat off of us. So I <laughs> guys. That's why that's that's probably why they made that pick. They're like, you know, everybody yeah. else who has had a shitty yeah. first round pick, let's really give somebody everybody watch, else something to talk about. Watch this shit. God. I just I, so the biggest thing I'm so glad they did the draft. And one of the main reasons is because if I had to read or listen to one more mock draft from mel kuyper jr i'm gonna (laughs) how many times can they redo those things and i get it they're just trying to there's nothing else in the nfl really going on they're trying to buy time to get there but and it's like i remember the day after the draft this year somebody had already posted projected drafts for 2021 for all i'm like god give it a break you just did all that shit 
Oh God. Yeah. And, and especially now when everything's in limbo and they're starting yeah. to get like that, they literally nobody has anything to fucking do. So they're like, right. I know what we right. can do. Let's predict the top 10 college football teams for 2021. Like yep. they may not have fall sports people. Like there's okay. universities talking about no fall sports. There's high schools talking about no fall sports yet. It's, but we're bored. So right. you know what happens when they start canceling that shit? They just go, Top ten teams for twenty twenty two. Like it's just and just move it on. God, it, but yeah, Kuiper's the best at it though, man. He's 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 got that fire. He's just like yeah. I don't. I'm I'm gonna redo my redo my picks. Here we go, one through yep. ten. He I I wonder. He's another guy that he probably just sits in his office for ten hours a day, just mm-hmm. watching film, just studying everybody and. The biggest thing about Mel Kiper, did he ever, does he have any NFL history? Like, was he ever a player or a coach or anything like that? So I don't, where, where does he get his box to stand on? I think he's got great hair and that makes for good TV. He's got that nice slick back. Yeah. And it's been the same for 20 years and he just goes and, dude, I don't even, I'm, I, I don't even want to. This is like, this I'm is, getting close to the Mel Kiper slick back, I feel like. I got, no barber, and I'm no and, barber. I, yeah. I, and I miss him, and, and and I love him, and he needs to get back to work. So, nice. but yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kuiper's picks. I, I, I he that, that's his gig, though. You know, I mean, imagine that. At, that's your job. Right. Watch football, and you have to. I mean, there's watching football, and then there's Kuiper watching football. Like I imagine right. that's that's like like Mayock. Same. I mean, same probably 12 hours a day. Right. That's, I mean, that's just what he does. Like he said, Mayock was saying he loves it because he's like, man, he's like, I literally just get to sit and watch in my office and watch TV and, or watch, watch players all day. And he's like, if I want to call him, I give him a call. And he's like, it's been great. Nothing really changed. <laughs> now I just have to watch him for one specific, you know, group, which has to be, you know, probably makes the process easier. You're not trying to say, well, right. I think that, Green Bay probably needs to draft a wide receiver, which yeah, this duh. guy would fit here. Yeah. That guy would now he's here. like, what do I need? Right. What did, well, what does Gruden need? How about that? What does right. Gruden need besides his, John needs. he needs a sandwich. Yeah. He needs a Corona. But yeah, it's, I, I'm glad the draft happened. It was, uh, it was an interesting watch. Um, in, it was amazing to watch the, uh, I'm going to say technical difficulties necessarily, but like the, uh, right. the awkwardness of, the whole fucking thing, you know, Trey yeah. Wingo. And this is like, and I don't even know, like, uh, where are we going next? Are we going yeah. to, so I think right. it really, it, it, it likens me back to our conversation about like artists going on and doing shows on Instagram or doing, you know, live shows on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Right. Yep. There are people, I don't want to say they're starting to realize, but I think understanding that, Right now, nobody gives a shit about like sound quality. Yeah, uh, they don't. Cares. If you're messing up, they're like, "Oh my gosh, these guys who are usually so like on point and scripted and can hit the hit that post and send it to the next reporter on a, a dime." And they're just like, "Oh no, sorry, that wasn't for you. That was for Mel. Mel." Uh, and they're looking at the wrong camera, right, the wrong and it's just it over here. Yeah, right, right. But it's really given. You know, it goes to the whole we are all in this together kind of mentality because we're all like, wow, these professionals, when they're put on the the dime of having to be 
right in the moment live not really sure how it works to make it happen without having any clue how it was all going to go down yeah it was so i mean i think that was that was cool there was one and i haven't been able to find it yet because i'm not sure and i put in all the google world words like over and over again there was somebody i thought it was barstool that posted it but i looked on barstool and it wasn't them um there was a, a draft cam that was set up in somebody's house uh as they were for all the the p- potential draft picks and so you got, you got the player sitting on the couch and the families around him and the camera showed like dude coming out of a door behind him with a shirt off putting his shirt back on and then a girl behind her like like fixing her hair i was like I saw it on, I think it was on instant. No, maybe it was on face. I think it was on Facebook. And I was like, that yeah. is the best. Yeah, they were amazing. totally just doing it. Right. It, and they were just in the comfort of their own home. Just <laughs> all over. Like yeah. the one dude that had his girlfriend sit next to him and she was on his phone and he like snatched it back from her. Like, and he was so much heat for that. Like, dude. Yeah. They're watching all right. the time. <laughs> Well, and if you sit there long enough, I mean, imagine that you're just sitting there and you like the, the draft starts and, you know, whenever you're projected to go and you kind of right. have, so you're kind of watching, obviously you're paying attention to this. You get your mom's over there and she's probably wearing that dress that she picked up five years ago to wear for your draft party right. and her draft dress. But then like time goes by and you just completely forget like what the fuck is going on. And you're just like, Oh God, right. like I'm actually sitting here watching the draft. Like just, yeah. just bitch, get my phone back. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, Oh, that was on national television. Whoops. Uh, pork chop goes fast. Wants to know when you, when are you growing your hair back? <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, it's so long. Look at this guy. Yeah. Look at them blocks. It's a mess. Going back to Rockstar here pretty soon, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish we could play some shows so I could throw it around a little bit, but Fuck. I don't see that anytime soon either. But Have you watched any, uh, any virtual things? Any, uh, any of the shows on social media i know like you said we, we talked about this before we started recording the you're the guy trying to figure out which button to push for sure uh gosh the the one that was awesome was post malone and barker doing nirvana songs that was, was fantastic was awesome i and totally just because it was kind of out of left field i feel like and a lot of people didn't know that about post malone that he was actually into like grunge and hard rock bands and stuff before he kind of started doing his own thing right um so to see him do that, it was super cool. And I thought they killed it, crushed it. And how about like that? They're literally just set up in his in his kitchen. Yeah. Right in front of his bar. Travis is in the next room over, and then the other dude is over there. Like, so cool. I loved it. Dude, awesome. I watch I watched Post Malone do a fucking uh an acoustic set with Dwight Yoakum. Nice. I'm like, who if he's not the most eclectic, musically gifted human? Right. roaming the earth right now right i don't know who is right like he can fit and feel every every genre and i think right. it's, it's an interesting take on uh and you'll have an, an appreciation for this because there's in in the rock format there is different styles obviously you're gonna have the heavy heavy stuff you know your your lamb of gods and your slayer and you Slipknot, you know, I think is is opened up. I think a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. You have the alternative side of stuff. You have, um, but but you what you have in that mix of a rock genre is mm-hmm. a lot of bickering about 
what rock and roll really is. It's a weird. Sure. Yep. It's a and and I having dealt with it from the radio perspective and and trying to program a station that you're you're targeting an audience who can really like this and really fucking hate this and you know but this is really good and like what Absolutely. is what the hell is a Greta Van Fleet? Well, I don't know. How does right. that fit in this? This, movie? but it's all supposed to be the same. I mean, yeah. it's all kind of in the same umbrella. It's all supposed to fit in the same, yeah, underneath right. the same umbrella. You know, you look at. I think country fans are widely accepting of. Uh, there, there, there. There's only two sections. It feels like uh, everything before 2000 is awesome, <laughs> and everything after 2000 is awesome. And there's some that are like, yes, whatever. You know, I got Johnny Cash tattooed on my leg. You know, Absolutely. I'm old school. But, I love old school country. Love it. When a guy like Post Malone can go and top hip hop charts lit, with any of those Nirvana covers, probably if they released that, probably right. could go back into rotation at rock radio and right. um, would get pushed back because rock fans are like, don't you fuck Kurt, don't fuck Kurt, man. You're right. Don't you fuck Kurt. Right. Rest so, in peace. Change the world, um, but that well, and then well, dude, does country too. It's ridiculous. So, so I always like one of my biggest things with rock and roll is we're so sec- so secluded. You started to see like a lot of country and hip hop like start to collab, and you kind of get that hip hop feel. Not hip hop, I guess, but like rap feel to it right. in some country songs, like some of the. Uh, you know, top 40 sounding styles and rock and roll was just kind of still left in its own little category over here where everything was kind of starting to combine and and at least mesh with each other a little bit. And that's one thing that like rock and roll should be kind of thankful because Post Malone's at the top and, you know, he did this stuff with Ozzy and now doing Nirvana stuff. Like he's kind of giving rock and roll a light from the hip hop side or the rap side, you know, like, and I I appreciate that because I think that it, Hopefully that that draws more fans back to rock and roll a little bit, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, Post saying an Elvis song on TV, on a TV special and the whole Elvis look thing uh, happening. Uh, crazy. Uh, dude, dude can do it all. I mean, that's, yeah. he can, he can be that multi-genre artist that really hasn't existed because what happens when bands or artists switch genres, they're chastised from their previous genre. I mean, it's right. Nickelback, Taylor Swift. I mean, the list can go, extensively on and on but um no i think it's a weird (sighs) hip-hop has like figured shit out in a technological way of embracing what's out there knowing where their fans are i mean you you went through or and then go through the the rock formula you know, right. you release a song, you release an album, the tour cycle, you push it to radio, you send out the email blast via all access and the stations yep. get it. You got a guy who pushes it and contacts radio guys and goes, Hey, you should check out this new song. And otherwise, you know, you know, you just reached out to me and we're like, dude, we got a new single. And I'm like, cool, let's play it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it absolutely. was, it was, I was different. That's probably why yes. I'm no, that's probably why I'm no longer in the mix. But we had it like that between us. I like that. That's, but I wish yeah. it was more like that. Where it was more one on one like that, not well, so. Now you can see what happens to guys who make it like that. They end up doing <laughs> their live streaming on Saturday night, drinking beer on uh Absolutely. on Twitch. That's what that's Here's what life that. turns into. Yeah, I'll, I'll drink to that. But hip hop figured out that you can be and sell and make a shit ton of money and sell out shows and have zero radio play. 
Right. You can be the like biggest artist in the genre, not have a you know, and this is outside of the the Jay Zs and the M Ms of the world, obviously, because they've achieved like right. you know this global mass appeal success. And but how much is a pain in the ass for them to cut fucking two of every of their songs? Like, oh, I got to cut the clean version for radio. Right. And, yeah. yeah. But hip hop has gone like, all right, well, fine, fuck you. We'll go to TikTok and I'll release 15 seconds of audio and it will become the most played song in radio ever. Right. And he'll win Grammys. And, um, you know, Old Town Road, Lil Nas, Lil Nas X, man. Yeah. TikTok. That's where that song came from, fucking TikTok. And nobody knew it. Where it started? The, the, the raid started on TikTok wow. and, and it got picked up. Radio picked it up. And, Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on it, made it a thing. Country mm-hmm. radio picked it up. Obviously, Top 40 radio had it. And dudes walking down and picking up Grammys or, you know, yeah. getting nominated yeah. for Grammys. Yeah, you couldn't walk out of your door and not hear that song somewhere. And that's... Commercials, everything, radio. Well, I, I maybe he had a good inkling, and I don't, I don't really follow Lil Nas X uh, much, but... I mean, if you have like that feeling, like I didn't have any knowledge that this song was going to be what it was going to be, and it, poof, it blows up, and the money comes right. in, and you're like, "Fucking ride it, dude!" You know, ride the wave yeah. until the wave is gone because song two could suck. Yeah, yeah. You think writing song number one is hard? Wait till you have to try and write song number two and top song number one. Oh, here's a good question. Um, I like this one. Uh, pork chop goes fast. Favorite Elvis and Johnny Cash songs. Um, gosh, Elvis has to be blue suede shoes mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, agreed. And Johnny Cash, that's such a tough one because I love. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love all the hits, but some of his like not popular stuff, not at popular stuff was a lot more my favorite. Yeah. The Sunday morning coming down. Oh, best hangover fucking song ever written. I like, love that one. I know what that I know what that feels like, John. I know <laughs> that feeling. Yep. Yep. No, I got Cocaine Blues. Um, oh yeah. Great great song, great live right. song uh on the yeah. the Folsom Prison uh album. The soundtrack, live. yeah. That was uh yeah, that's one of my faves. I mean, it's that's weird when you get stuck down a, a Johnny Cash hole, and that's happened uh, a lot, yep. especially now because you can, you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll throw on some Johnny Cash. You know, you go to Amazon Music or you go to Spotify or whatever, and you just like, throw on the Johnny oh. Cash, thing, and you just go, oh my god, oh that's oh god that song. And when he came back and did uh, did the covers record, and he did Hurt. I mean, that yeah. was that Hurt video was. Um, I mean. I don't get emotional about like watching yeah. music videos because that's not really, I mean, sometimes it's the intent, but right when you are a fan of somebody and you, I think when you, when you understand the legacy that they've had, not just in, in, in one genre, but mm-hmm. dude, Every, rock I mean, and roll, Johnny Cash, yeah. kind of the same fucking thing. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and to have a, um, uh, an attitude about life that's just kind of like yeah i yep i yeah. fucked it up whatever no big it's, deal uh but no god I'll, man the johnny cash now i want to go and just fucking 
jam, dude. Just, yeah, just I, can, I can tell you right now when we're done with this podcast, I'm going to listen to a shit ton of Johnny Cash. That's for sure. Did you, did you watch Walk the Line, the movie? Joaquin? Sure. And, and Joaquin's awesome. God, so, see, you know, outside of his views, his, his, his outspoken yeah, political views, his, which... His personal stuff is a little odd, but... But man, that dude is... You want to talk about finding your craft and being more dedicated than maybe anybody else is to any craft. Right. That dude, like, lives it. He's like, yep. I have to be the Joker. Yeah, I'm just, literally going to turn myself into a psychopath. Right, right. But him, God, and, him is John. Yeah, him, him and Reese Witherspoon oh. killed it for Walk the Line. That was so good. Yeah, and she, yeah, she was amazing. I mean that, and that story. You know, to know that uh, how how that played out and what that meant for both of their musical careers and for. Right. Uh, you know, their children who are incredibly musically talented. I mean, it's just, God, mm-hmm. what a, uh, thank you. Uh, Pork Chop goes faster bringing up the Johnny Cash thing. Cause that's, oh man, makes me, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing, dude. Like I'm, um, I'm gonna take this, yeah. man, I'm gonna take this cooler that I bring down for when I do podcasts. Yes. And I'm going to go up and, uh, and jam out to some Johnny Cash, make sure my kid for didn't sure. burn the house down. Okay. Uh, so, uh, favorite, uh, new songs. Favorite new songs. Favorite new songs. So, I'm, uh, so probably current things that are out right now. Man. So I, I mean, obviously I'm into hard rock. So mm. I've been in a ton of heavier stuff lately. Uh, the new Lamb of God is really good. Mm. Uh, there's a new, and you know, I'm always trying to find those up and coming bands that are just about to hit that like, you know, I take pride in trying to kind of, being a fan before they really make it. There's a band called Polaris that I really like mm. that post hardcore heavy. Um, I'm a huge bear tooth fan. So that oh, last God, Caleb Shomo, man, that dude yeah, is a dude, fucking dude, beast. What a, what a stud I was talking. So my brother and I were talking about this. Does, I don't know if he has like his own studio or if he's starting to like produce some bands, but he's doing like a ton of like, uh, you know, cameos and like step-ins on songs and stuff. But, He's kind of all over the place right now, and I love it. He's so talented. There's a lot of that going on. I was talking to um, shit. Who the fuck was I talking to? I talked to some. This is like the, the great thing about like this quarantine thing is I've been able to reconnect with a lot of uh, with like with you and my buddy Nixon yeah. uh, from Framing Hanley and and Greg yep. Upchurch. I just had him on. Who the fuck was I just talking to that was talking about that? Um, I think it was Nixon uh, from Framing Hanley, who's down in Nashville, and he's like, you know, they've been able to reach out. And um, get other people to do stuff, right? Uh, and jump on board, like, hey, you know, I want you to. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I take it back. As I'm, I'm thinking and talking at the same time, which is difficult for me at this age. Um, it was, uh, it was Mikey Carvajal of Islander. I had. Oh on. yeah. Uh, so Mikey was talking about you know they, them having the opportunity to. Say hey, you know we we wrote this song. I think he was talking about Jacoby he was going to jump on something from Papa Roach, and they had a bunch of like you know guitar pieces for different guitar you know different guitarists that was out there, and those who have the capabilities are like, fuck yeah, dude, like yeah, I'll, <laughs> what do Why you not? got? Like I'll jump on it, and, and I'll. So they're looking at uh, Islanders looking at releasing an album, kind of this like the quarantine sessions, which was what I kind of call this whole thing, yeah. of like different yeah. artists jumping on board and and being a part of it, but. But no, it's um, 
It's really the Caleb Shomo, man. The dude is just, I mean, you watch him rip on stage. Yeah. And I remember talking to him uh, right before their show a couple of years ago up at Rockfest, and and dude comes out and is like, we talked about fucking golf. He's like like an avid golfer. You know, right. it's like that. It's like that Alice Cooper thing. Like you, you know, you see yeah. this guy on stage, and you're just like. For Cooper, he's just like ripping head, you know, cutting heads off and snakes and right. fucking okay. blood and blah blah. And then you see him in like short pants, you know, playing the back nine at at fucking uh, Kohler. But Caleb's the same way, man. He's like, they have a, a his tour manager was like, yeah, we. I'm like, hey, I see, I see Kadat in here, but then I see like Ojibwa and uh, Chippewa, and he, I'm like, that's like, there is. N- no reason for this bus to stop in any of those places. I'm, you know, unless, unless you need gas, like he's like, no, uh, Caleb goes through and checks out where all the fucking golf courses are in the area (laughs) when we get to a, when we get to a spot. So if he's got time, he can go and, and, and shoot nine. I'm like, you know, and then he gets on. I always always feel bad when we, when you and I get to catch up and, and, and do stuff like this, that we most of the time end up talking about sports or, or something else other than music related, which is how we met, which was awesome. But uh, I always feel kind of bad that it ends up being more about the sports or, or some of that stuff. But No, I think especially in, during all this and, and what yeah. kind of this is about, it's a, it's an expansion of life. I mean, it's like, right. you know, we're all yeah. like, well, we can go to the store uh, <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. But no, I, I love, I love talking about music. I love talking about life, uh, sports, you know, it, it's, you know, it's the fundamental elements of, of South Town. Oh, wait, that's POD. Um, <laughs> but so so you, you're liking uh, New Lamb of God. New Lamb of God, Beartooth. Beartooth uh, is, is ripped. That that I Prevail album was really good, too. Trauma. Yeah, those guys are so good. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just, that's. And that's <laughs> so when they first came out with the Taylor Swift cover, I wasn't a fan. But I, <laughs> I always, it's only because. I appreciated their original music more than I appreciated the Taylor Swift cover song. Right. This makes me mad when a bit like, don't get me wrong. I love when bands do covers and I love when it gets unpopular, but I hate it when bands are when people don't listen to the rest of the music. Right. That's the only thing they knew was the Taylor Swift cover. And it's like, gosh, they have so many other really good songs on those albums. Yeah. Uh, I think trauma kind of finally put them over the top of that. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we're not the Taylor Swift cover you know that's not what we're known for anymore so yeah they've done they've done a great job of i think it's still a part of their set it's still a part of who they are but you know for sure they came out on on that record and in my opinion should have had five hits but they had four really Mm -hmm. solid singles i mean alone and uh suck in your head and um god i can't yeah it's but they are they're so good. And it, it, yeah, I'm glad that they haven't been like pigeonholed as the band that does. I think, I think in the, in rock fandom in in the fan world, they're not the band that does it. I think they've right. gotten to a point now when that song comes up in a set or when they play it, it's more like, Oh yeah, that's right. They did that. They did right. that Taylor Swift cover. They've done, yeah. um, they've done a great job of that. Yeah. It's, you know, for me, the toughest part for me about, well, I shouldn't say tough. It hasn't really been that difficult. Um, rock radio for 20 years, uh, two decades of my life devoted to it. Um, 
and and trying to be i think like super duper cutting not cutting edge but right more open to i don't need to play the top 20 songs on repeat and then the top 20 library songs and then the 62 metallica songs i mean i was my programming mentality was we, we need to somehow make this this dying entity uh relevant in a world where if i really want to hear a song i just yelled in the air my robot plays it for me right how do you do that well discovery okay discover new music discover new artists um you know that's that's you know my my love for screaming for silence and and a bunch of other bands who you know just pound the pavement a lot of times you know you're not working with this giant budget of like oh we have a shit ton of money we're going to go and push it into this single and and get right. it to get it to radio and man if it gets an iheart or if it gets into cumulus or if it gets into intercom and you know so yep. I had a different mentality about that but but living and breathing rock radio for 20 years and and knowing the difficulties and and not that it was the reason I was let go from radio but right um I didn't play by necessarily the rules a lot in many aspects but and, and like I've always said, we we really appreciated that. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it said you gave us a huge chance, you know. Well, there's there's something more. I think there's something more rock and roll about being rebellious about things than there is right. about being cookie cutter. I think that should be left for other genres. But again, right. that's just me. Right. But I've had a chance, and I think it's been really good for me uh, to open up my musical uh, aptitude. A little bit. Yeah. I've really uh I, I still lean to rock. I'm still a rock leaning guy. I still uh I know the songs that I want to hear. I'll still tap into the new bands that I wanna check out or bands I knew that at the cusp that when I left were mm-hmm. like fucking right there. Yep. Uh, but man, I've man, I've gotten into some weird shit, like weird music. You know, I'm I'm so eclectic, it's ridiculous. Like I'm yeah. I'm on G Easy to Yellow Wolf to fucking like Guar. I was on a Guar kick the other. I'm like, what the fuck am I? Like, it, you know, in country and uh, like old blues. Like it's just been really cool to be able to like feel like a listener for the first time since I was a teenager. Right. I got into radio when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I'm not 18 anymore, as you can tell. <laughs> And aged a little bit, but I've been able to enjoy music. I think from a different uh, vantage point, and right. like now I go to like what I feel, I'll listen to. Right. If I'm like top down, top off in the Jeep, and uh, on a cruise, I'll, I'll plug in some old school country. You know, I'll yeah. do some fucking open road shit or some Bob Seger, yeah. or yes, just like. Cool some real Tom Petty, yep. you know, just feel it, um, yep. work it out stuff, jams. I mean, I'll, if I'm running, hip hop has a really good cadence for running. I'm telling for you sure. it's, and if I'm, you know, lifting heavy things, which, you know, semi heavy things, small child. Yeah. It's rock. Flipping tires in the backyard. Flipping tires in the backyard. Oh man, Beartooth. Nothing goes better than fucking Beartooth. Listen to. Okay, I'll flip a tire now. Flip it over. Yeah, it's uh, 
you, I think you, it, it's really awesome to have this, uh, this time to, again, we talked about the rabbit holes. Yeah. Us, going, oh, uh, us after this is done, like we're both going to be like in Johnny Cash, we're going to be yeah. in Folsom prison. I mean, yeah. with any luck. I think I'm going to have a few drinks and listen to some Johnny Cash and then probably top my night off and watch Walk the Line at the end of the night. Oh, my Saturday night. Down. That's what I got going. Hey, you know, my kid is probably running in the neighborhood right now picking up chicks. So, you know, he's one step ahead of me. Right. At least he's out and about. Huh? Well, he, he came down. I mean, he saw my, my, my short, like, what's up? But he was <laughs> like, can I go outside? And I know there's uh, we had three uh, neighbors move in, two houses down from us. Uh-huh. with three daughters. Oh, boy. And he's like, um, can I go outside? I'm like, that's kind of, I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. The so-and-sos are out. Oh. That's why. Oh. How old is he again? How old is your boy? He's 10. 10. 10. I kept something alive for 10 years, man. I'm pretty <laughs> happy about that. I feel like I've accomplished a lot in life. Uh, yeah, that is, that's, that's a good pat on the back thing, I think. Did you uh, did you happen to catch uh, our guitarist? Well, you know Casey, but for everybody else, our guitarist Casey, gender reveal part or uh, his gender reveal video. Did I didn't. Know? I didn't see the video. Oh my gosh! If you get a chance, go watch. Uh, they posted it on their Facebook, and he was. I love you, Casey. If you're listening, by the way. Okay, <laughs> Casey. Uh, I miss. Oh man, do I have? I have a story oh. about Casey. I can't even. I can't even. Back when he was crazy. Uh. Uh, so Casey and Bridget were so dead set that they were having a boy. I'll, and a spoiler alert, they're, they're having a girl, but just the, the priceless look on Casey's face. And just afterwards, he's like pacing. He's like, now I got to start. Look at how looking. happy he looks. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, happy fella. Oh. oh, there they are. Uh, so, it, so just the look on his face and he's like, man, now I just, I got to start lifting weights. I got to get big. <laughs> Like start being able to fend off all these fucking savages trying to hit on my daughter, dude. Dude, he's got time. Yeah, he's got. He's got. Back when he was crazy, yes. Yeah, uh, (laughs) more chop goes fast. Back, he's still crazy. I know, but right. My 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 first encounter with with not my first encounter. One of my encounters with Casey was, uh, you guys let him go and hang out with us, which was probably a mistake. Thank Um, you for babysitting him. God. We uh, yeah, it was it was like after it was after all the main stage shows were done for the day, and you guys had it, it been done, and we came up, we were hanging out with you in the merch booth, and we're like, well, we're gonna go down to to the bottom bar and drink, and you know, we're like, cool, go, and Casey's like, let's go, I'm a fucking in, man, you know, <laughs> and it started. The greatest thing was that it fucking started uh with the mohawk was like straight the fuck up, like it was like yeah. we're up and going, and by the time I saw him waddle away. Like zigzag, like, like it looked like someone was shooting at him, because you know when someone shoots at you and you're running away, you're supposed to zigzag. It just looked like right. it was like mm, brr, brr, brr. Yeah. that mohawk was like left, right, sideways, up. I mean, it had like four different directions. It was amazing, and <laughs> I think I, I tried to get a hold of you and be like, uh, "Did you guys, uh, did you guys find him somewhere?" He always wanders home at some point, anyways. But the second time that we got got on the hang at Rockfest, uh, like all your shit went flying out of a fucking suitcase. 
yep. on the way to the show. <laughs> like, I have no clothes. I'm like, I got, uh, I got some fucking shit. I don't know. Whatever. I still have people ask me about that from when the last time you and I caught up on your po- on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know that story. I still have people be like, "That's crazy that that shit. We went through a lot of crazy shit. That's for sure." <laughs> And like I said, you guys came in as the saving light anyways with all the gift bags, with all the yeah. deal and all that. God, I couldn't have used it at a better time right then. It's one of my favorite questions uh, that, that I've asked in my career in radio and on podcasts is like, like when you decide to be a musician and, and, and it's most, it, it there's, there's amazing female talent out there and I love each and every one of them, but I'm like, when I've talked to the dudes and know it's in a, a band full of dudes, I'm like, you decided at some point in your life, you love music. Like I love, right. I want to make this a, a career mm-hmm. and you decide to basically live in a van with a bunch of fucking dudes forever. Right. Like that's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into a, a van or a, mm-hmm. a car with a trailer or a sprinter or something. We're going to live, live on this fucking that's thing. Cool. In that small compartment. Forever. And we stink. And we're probably going to go days without showering and washing and run out of deodorant and stuff. And Awesome. My kid's making deals outside. Did you meet the girls? Were the girls out? No. <laughs> Get them, boys. Oh, you... Yeah. Okay, you wa- you wash it up, dude. And then when we're done with this, you tell me what her name was. That's right. Because I want to know. Awesome. But no, there's there's no. But so there, you, when you get into a, a a career choice of hanging out with dudes in stinky vans, uh, and and traveling, and really like hoping for a gym to be in a town that you're playing. Cause you're like, we're going to go to the gym. Right. Am I going to work out? No, I'm going to go use the fucking showers. Yeah. I just want to shower. Right? That's dedication, man. That's, that's for the team. And you know, at the time, like when we were in the heat of all that stuff, you, you didn't really think about it and you just, it, it felt awful and you were miserable and you were, you know, your ears are ringing, you're hung over every day. Like just mm-hmm. time, you're cramping up, you're confined in this little area and now I look back at it and that's what I miss. Yeah. I miss being in the van. Like I miss that, you know, waking up every day and you just travel to the next town, load your shit in, rock it out, and then on to the next. Like it's crazy. We need we gotta get a tour going again so we can get back on the road. It's been too long. It has been too long. You guys need to get out and get up, get back up here to Wisconsin and or at least back out on the road, man. It's um it's amazing. Uh, I, I have such an admiration for artists, uh, for musicians, for those who um, who make that choice, not just because of the stinky guy factor, right. um, but it is. It's a it's a I feel like I grew up and watched a Motley Crue video or two and and had a perception of what like rock and roll looked like. Right. Um, and you, you see the glitz and the glam and the show and the fans and the chicks. I mean, let's, let's be honest, you know, <laughs> chicks. No, and that's a, that's a myth. That's a myth. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like I should do that. And then I realized right. that I had no talent and I was like, you know what I should do? And I, I'm going to steal this quote from Lou Brutus. 
Lubertus' dad, and I read his book, uh, which is out right now. You should grab it. It's uh, called Sonic Warrior. Yeah. Um, he talks about his dad one time saying to be, they're watching the Ed Sullivan show, and they're like, he, his, he's like, I, you know, I, I like really like these artists that come on, and there's musicians that come on. And his dad's like, look at Ed Sullivan. He collects a check, and all he has to do is be the pointer. He just right. goes, and there is the Beatles. There is yep. the Rolling Stones. And so, so Lou had that quote, and I said, that was like, that's my that's my jam. Like, I'm the pointer. I realized I didn't have the talent, so I will just talk about them and point at them and be like, here is the Screaming for Silence. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what I will do. But that's awesome. for those who have that, uh, yes, uh, Porkchop, have you seen The Dirt? I've seen The Dirt. Have you seen The Dirt? Yeah, the docu- Oh, God. Awesome. Yeah. I don't even like Machine Gun Kelly, but, but he did a hell no. of a job, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish they would have did like three or four episodes. Like I would instead of cramming right. the one hour and forty five minute movie, I wish they would have broken up and really elaborated on some of those stories because the book's amazing. Like, yeah, I was gonna say the if you read the book, the opening chapter of the book, obviously they could not show right on even even on Netflix because there was yeah, yeah that just you can't. But that. Like I almost want to develop a network that's like here's like the real fucking story. Like here's like this is really how it went. Yes, here is the girl version. Here's the girl and the blow and the heroin and it just it just you know hookers asses you know the whole thing. Right. But no, I mean it's um for those that have the talent that that go through make the choice to uh, to go into it and and live. I mean really live the dream because yeah you you guys go out and do shows when you can, when you're not, we're not in fucking quarantine. Right. And everybody else, the, the, the fans that are there, the people that are there, the workers that are there, they're all going, I mean, that's, this is their escape. Like this is you going to work. Your work is everybody else's escape. And that is something that I've always admired about every artist. Um, I think that wasn't instilled in me at a young age. Like, And my, I remember my dad taking me to my first concert, which was a, a country music festival. And he was like, are you having fun? And I was, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Dude, great. I mean, Chris Ledoux was on stage. Chris Ledoux was a, nice. a, a saddle bronc rider and rodeo and wrote songs yep. and ended up being a country music artist and, yep. and and passed away several years ago. But he was like, we're out here having fun. And I looked around and there's, you know, drunk people everywhere and they're just oh my god this is amazing but yeah he's like that guy up there is working this is his yep. work this is what puts food on his family's table and I, I really took that into like hardcore consideration is to like right that is a different i mean you y'all y'all are a different breed y'all, y'all. y'all are a different breed because there's Absolutely. You, that's that's your energy, man. That's your feed. That's your like. You want to be out on stage. You want to be out having people run into each other and from right. six feet apart and all the all the sweaty vans and the uh, you know load ins and load outs and all of that. It's it's gratifying because I, I truly believe that you know making the music and, and being on stage and performing is you know all of that bullshit we went through and, and did every single day was you know that's what makes it worth it is when you get that half hour hour on stage where you get to perform and kind of, mm. uh, you know, be yourself out there. So we, that's, that's my favorite part. I just get to cut loose and, uh, just go let it all hang out. 
So what's um? I don't want to say I want to wrap on this, but I should right. probably go see if my son has any hickeys on his neck because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was probably ten, maybe. Nah, yeah, probably not. I was probably eight. But right. so you know, we talked about fifteen years screaming for silence. Um, yeah. And we'll uh, on the podcast edition of this. By the way, if you're if you're watching the live stream, thank you all. Yes, Nikki Six uh, Pork Chop has made an amazing career out of uh, out of his life, and from a guy who almost died of a heroin overdose. Yeah, he's done all right for himself, man. That he's done okay. He's yeah. done okay. But um, fifteen years doing the damn thing. You know, life takes like life takes all of us in different directions. You know, we all go through uh, shit, and we all go through changes, and we all, you know, I want to say grow up, but we, you know, have to put food on the table or for sure wear a mask going to a store. Uh, <laughs> It was just weird in those 15 years, you know, like we missed out on a lot of those things, mm. you know, we missed out on starting families and, and buying houses and, and doing things like that. Mm. So, you know, like I said, we, I know we're not as active as we once were on the road and touring and things like that, but I'm also extremely proud of all of our guys and, you know, for, for getting to do those things. So, right. so what do you, what do you, uh, for you, um, as, as the artist that you are, Zeb, my brother from another. Yes, sir. You know, what do you, what do you feel like, uh, I mean, what's your, what's the next step? I mean, I know you, we all are living under these weird restrictions. You can't, yeah. you can't like, I mean, you really can't plan anything. You can't be like, Hey, you know, fall sounds good or right. this sounds good. Um, if you had a perfect world and you could unlock the, uh, take the, take the cage off of all of us right now, you know, what is, uh, what is your goal? What is your vision? What do you want to do next? Um, I definitely, I want to see us get in the studio again Mm. uh, and work on some more music. Uh, Like I said, that's a lot of things have just kind of been on the back burner with all this and just life, you know, all these life events, but, uh, you know, and start to play some shows again. I, you know, I really look forward to that, especially during this quarantine thing. I really look forward to getting back on stage and and being with the guys on stage again and and getting to do that. I hope that becomes more of a, a, regular thing instead of just a few times a year like it has been the last year year or so right. and uh and i hope that includes new music so uh, we're, we're working on that and hopefully we get to that point where we can get in the studio and, and get those juices flowing and and uh, come up with some new stuff all right so we got we got closing questions here uh pork chop okay. it says what do you guys think about a virtual show is that something you guys would, would pull together or do you think that it's uh, I, I understand so I, it's two ways man it's two ways i mean there's there's people that are really adamant about sound quality. It's a tough thing to, right. to put together. Timing is, I watched Charlie Watts right. air drum for a stones thing. And I was like, right. we should maybe, maybe we should have done this a different way. So right. I, I get that, that, that there's some hesitation there, but you know, would, would you, or maybe a couple of the guys, I mean, would there be a, some I, capabilities yeah, I, mean, I, I would definitely love to look at, and we, and we've talked about it. My biggest thing, like I told you, I'm so bad with technology and the button masher that like how to get that with all of us in different places to work. So, Dude, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. For the low, low price of him cleaning his fucking room, my child will set up your <laughs> your virtual <laughs> your virtual show and uh and make it happen. Like, dude, like yeah, the kid the kid's a whiz. He he nope. So the one I, that I loved, I don't know if you're a fan of Goldfinger at all. Yeah, yeah. 
That was so good. The band Goldfinger, they were doing it like live clips from their all their different houses. And I was like, that would be so cool to do. So if you're your little one knows how to set that up. Give him my number. You, you, I will do that. Um, you're going to get some weird shit. I'm just telling you right now. Like, He'll be like, uh, um, look at my Fortnite character. <laughs> oh, by the way, you got to run an XLR cord from here to here. And they make sure that uh, you guys got to record it at separate times and then run it together. And like, thanks, dude. Like, I feel like yeah. I had this whole plan as a parent that when he moved out, I was going to send him a bill. For all the shit right. to pay for for uh, for eighteen years or at his rate thirty five when he moves out, um, but uh, but he he may be he may be just a part of the team now. He may be like yeah, my he, my he's earning, he's earning his keep. Uh, I'm sure my uh, my my guy. But no, I yeah. think I think there's a way. I think uh, yep yep they're looking at yes please please do it please yes uh, okay. cub cub three girl says yes do it. Um, but no, I think there's a, let's make, let's make it happen. I think you guys, uh, getting back out, um, make Casey put his hair up in a Mohawk again. They'll be like old times. And that's what I'm saying. I'd love it. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to end it on this. There will be a football season in 2020 to 2021. All right. Yes. It will happen. It may be weird. It's going to happen, but it will happen. All right. Raiders. Season, what is their record at the end of the year? I think we're going nine and six. Nine and six, and I think we'll sneak into the playoffs. Well, they got is this is this the year they're adding more? Do we have more teams in the playoffs this year? Yeah, so yeah, yeah so there will be yeah. two more teams. So I think we'll get in. Be based on that, but I think that if yeah. it was in the old, I think we would have snuck in as a wild card this coming year. I think this is our year. I think there's a lot of excitement. I think Gruden's finally kind of getting the ball rolling. It, it does help. I know we have the Chiefs in our division, but the yeah. rest of the division is all kind of rebuilding right now. Um, so I think that that gives us kind of an upper hand. I think we're a year or two ahead of those of the Broncos and Chargers re, rebuilding. So, yeah, um, yeah I think. Uh, Nine and six. That's my prediction. Nine and seven. There's a 17 game season. Oh, nine and seven. Oh, there's 17 week season, right? No, no, it's eight. Isn't it 18 weeks and you get one by? Yeah, 18 weeks you get one by. So that would be 17, 17 games. So nine and six. Is that right? That would be 15. That's 15. <laughs> so nine and seven. Whoa. I don't know. Oh, well, eight and eight. Oh, wait. Those those days are over. We don't have eight and eight. Let's anymore. go. Let's go. I'll go 10 and six then. We'll Ooh. Do- We'll lose to the Chiefs twice, and then that gives uh, four other games that they can can mess around. Seventeen games, one bye, so they'll go eleven and six. Is that <laughs> is that Laura Cubby Cubby three girl? That, that's all- that's disruptive one. Gotcha. Neither one of you boys are any <laughs> have any faith. Ten wins, ten wins. She says ten wins. We're ten wins. Double- I like that's- it. Yeah. You know, this here. I'll tell you this: drafting a quarterback is, for the Packers mm-hmm. may be the best thing that they've done, and I'll tell you why. Because Aaron has always played with the chip. We know the chip. Everybody knows about the chip. Skip Bayless talks about the fucking chip. We got, we get it. Yep. If I was him, I'd have a chip too. You know. Yep. I don't have his life. 
<laughs> if I had a chip, I'd be like, I also have a chip from Pebble Beach while I'm playing here with my girlfriend, Danica Patrick. And uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, he's doing right. all right for himself. But right. I think he will, I think he's going to do two things. No, not go Raiders. You, you, you shut your filthy mouth. That's right. You That's shut. Right. You also shut your filthy mouth. So he is going to be. Uh, he is going to do exactly the opposite of what Brett Favre did for him. He's going to be a fantastic mentor to mm-hmm. uh, to Jordan Love. Um, remember, our backup quarterback was Deshaun Kaiser. I just want to tell you that right, right now. So don't okay. like feel like we're like, oh no, what are we going to do? Right. I think he's going to be a fantastic mentor. I think he's going to teach him a lot of the things. I also okay. I'll make it three things. I think they're going to use Jordan Love this season. I think they will use him the same way that the Saints use their backup quarterback, whose name yep. escapes me at the current moment. Uh, Hill, is it Hill or whatever? Number seven. Yeah. Yes, him. Taysom Hill. Taysom. Yeah. Taysom. Uh, so they he he will be implemented in some part of that offense. I think that's a Matt Lafleur thing. I think he would find a way to get him in and run some funky schemes and yep. and have him like lined up. And Aaron goes out. At, yeah, it'll be it'll be wild. Mm-hmm. And I think you will see maybe the best Aaron Rodgers since the Super Bowl win of 2011. You think they'll go to the bowl this year? Is it their is it their year to make a run? I tell you what, I was. Uh, I was surprised as shit that they got to the NFC Championship game this year. New yeah. head coach, new scheme, uh, one one wide receiver who was out for seven weeks. Devontae Adams with, with the turf toe was out, so you have no number one. Um, right. Aaron Jones obviously had a chance to prove himself as an elite back. Um, I think now you have a, a triple threat at running back with him and, and our rookie that we drafted from Boston College and, um, and Williams. Super Bowl is tough, man. You know, you yeah. got you got you got you got all the thirty-two teams trying to get to that one, that one thing. But yeah. you were one game away from the Super Bowl, right? You had a shitty game. You played like assholes mm-hmm. because you weren't ready to be there, right? I don't know. I agree. With you that. Make crazy talk. I'm telling you. How many beers I have left in the cooler? I'll tell you what, I, I have plenty. I'm going to go listen to Johnny Cash and I'll finish him off. But I'm telling you, right. but there's a team in Tampa Bay that is probably going to be really good for the next two two seasons, not three, two years. Two years. Yep. They're going to be really good. Say yep. what you want about Tom Brady as uh, he, he's not uh, elite. He's not, you know, he's a system quarterback. Motherfucker he, gets he gets it done. He's a winner. Yeah, he wins. That's all he does is win. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Cont- and I know I, I'm not happy about Tom Brady winning. They're they're <laughs> just he's good. Hey, if that's if that's Cubby Girl, it that's, is. I got Tom I got Tom Brady on my fantasy team. <laughs> they hate Tom Brady, and I love when Tom's playing well. So I'm good with that. So that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough in the NFC. But no, it'll, it'll be. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch because I think that may be our uh, our first look at r- what real life looks like again. Yep, for sure. And what stadiums are going to look like? I mean, are they going to max cap? Are we going to have twenty five percent capacity? It's going to look like the XFL or right the AAF, whatever the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm excited. It gives us something to look forward to. Oh, stop throwing! Yep. Out, stop with the throw up emotion. 
<laughs> Time is catching up to Tom Brady. It, it, it's yeah. yeah, it's true. I, don't know. I think he's got two. I think he's got two years left. Yeah, he's I, got two years left, and I think if he has a bad year this first year, he's definitely only got two years left. I think if they do well, maybe a third. I think Gronk's health is going to be a question mark because I've seen him in the broadcast, not the broadcast booth, but seen him do commentary. I'm like, dude, dude lost a ton of weight. I mean, you're going to, that's going to happen when you're not hitting it hard and eating 25,000 calories a day. Yep. But his, I mean, backs are, are a tough, that's a tough injury, man. That is, yep. You know, he gets the wrong, wrong hit and, yep. Especially going over the middle all the time, and you're gonna get you're gonna take some hits. So he yeah. better be he better be ready to roll. That's for sure. Yeah, it'll be fun. Give up on the WWE career and uh, start focusing back on football. No, again. dude, did you fucking see that? Somebody was like, "Hey, you're the they can they can try to come after your belt at any time." Right, the and money, money, money yeah, money in the bank belt. So that somebody could jump out of the stands and go after it. That would be fan fucking tastic. God, yeah. I would love that. Just meshing it all together. <laughs> <laughs> quarantine year who knows what's gonna happen right like somebody jumps he scores a touchdown somebody jumps out of the stands and like drops a people's elbow on him and it's gonna be amazing <laughs> everything's fair game now his career his career was almost ended on uh on the mass singer yeah well i didn't yeah. <laughs> that's true too without that's- an offensive coordinator he's done ski well well that's the thing like is josh uh with uh, from the patriots uh josh daniels no, no. Their offensive coordinator was it Josh Daniels, right? Josh Daniels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, McDaniels. He, McDaniels, that's it. He's still there, though. I think he's still in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, he wasn't he the one that he accepted the Colts job? Was it the Colts head coaching job and then went Bailed. back to the Patriots? Bailed. Before it all happened, like they announced it all. And then, like a week later, they're like, oh, no, that's not true. He's staying with the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. He was up, uh, and that was a surprise. I think when uh, the Packers thing with Lafle- the Lafleur hiring was that everybody thought, like, well, yeah, Josh McDaniels is going to come in because he's obviously worked with elite quarterbacks and quarterbacks that have a certain mentality. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed him, and they're like, "Nah, dude, nah, <laughs> no, no, no. We're, no. we're going to go with this, uh, you know, OC from the Titans for one year. Yeah. Obviously, he worked with uh, with the Rams, and uh, and had." massive success there but success, yeah like how josh mcdaniels is not a head coach in the nfl yet is there's yeah. there's something there i mean he's i think and I, i've had this conversation with with a, a patriot fan um he's like the groomed predecessor to belichick for sure in a different obviously belichick's got the more defensive mentality and mm-hmm. um but how do you not that's that's where offensive coordinators go yep. is they go yep. and then they become head coaches and then yeah so yeah that's so that makes me wonder with McDaniel's not taking that one job I think that was before last year it might have been two years ago I can't remember but I think it was two years ago because it was people were talking about it either being uh, uh, the Packers job or the Browns job because Browns everybody job, was right. all like oh my god the Browns are going to be the best oh my gosh they gosh. we we see how that worked out. But yeah, that out for. yeah, so they were like, "Oh, who wants to, you either want to go coach Aaron Rodgers, who is apparently uncoachable, who almost went to the Super Bowl, by the way, um, or you can go and coach in Cleveland and, well, and get that band of misfits." Yeah, yeah. 
We see how that worked yeah. out. So, so you got to think that Bill checks on his last leg. He's, I bet he's the same. I bet he's got a couple years left and then he'll be done. Dude, he had his dog sitting in for him on the fucking draft. He's like, I don't even care, man. Put the husky oh, in the chair. Yeah. I want to pick look, that guy. His post interviews are so funny. Oh God, I, he's amazing. I love it. <laughs> hmm. He doesn't even have yeah. to say anything. He just looks. Oh, yep. He's got to look. All right, Zeb Christensen, my friend, my brother from another mother. I uh, appreciate your time and hanging out live on the Twitch. And uh, and uh, let's go, uh, let's yeah. go jam out to some Johnny Cash. But um, for those who are live streaming, I think uh, our our viewers that are watching right now, where can people find you and Screaming for Silence on the social media so they know so they can go yes. and jump on board? You got everything: Facebook, uh, ScreamingForSilence.com, Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we got it all. You Google Screaming for Silence, it's going to bring it all up. Come find us. YouTube. Check us out on Spotify. Go jam some of the music. We'd love that. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. You know what you guys should do? Get a Twitch account. Get a Twitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking into it now for sure. Awesome. Hey brother, I appreciate you. I love you. I will uh let's uh let's go jam to some Johnny Cash and, and drink some cocktails. And when you guys get back on the road, I'm gonna come find you. Love you, man. Thank you. Right. I always appreciate the time. All right, take care of yourself, man. Zeb, my homeboy. Zeb Christensen, Screaming for Silence. Thanking him so much for being on the podcast and the live stream. Of course, you can catch that live stream when we do them on Twitch, twitch.tv slash No Limit Cooper. Otherwise, get the Twitch app if you don't already have it. If you do have a Twitch account, search for No Limit Cooper, hit the follow button, and then you'll know every time that we're busting out another live stream of the podcast. Huge thank you to you for uh, making this podcast a part of your regular routine. We all have a lot of extra time right now, so I appreciate you uh, using that time to enjoy some of the content and uh, conversations that we're having here on the show. Please make sure to follow on the social medias. We're on every platform, I think, unless there's one I'm not sure of yet. Obviously, I mentioned Twitch. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. Instagram, actually, for the, uh, the podcast is welcome to Cooperville and then my personal Instagram page where I do all sorts of crazy stuff. It's like me and my kid and then me working out and the dog and silliness. Uh, that is at No Limit Cooper Official on Instagram. So follow the show and whichever platform you listen to the podcast on, please make sure you subscribe. Please make sure you leave a comment, leave us a nice review, or if you hate us, leave us a shitty review. Whatever, whatever you'd like to do, however you feel right now. <laughs> Maybe you're craptastic right now just because of all this quarantine stuff, but I appreciate you nonetheless. It does not matter. And until next time, uh, high fives. Can we high five yet? No high fiving yet. Air high fives to you. Thank you so much.